The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up. That by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. So excited to be on this new platform with all of you. We are taking the spark and we are igniting it inside of us. And it's so that we can cultivate more inner strength, joy, and aliveness so you can live a more luminous life. And I am joined today by the wonderful Malvina Messler, also a very dear friend of mine, but Malvina is a quantum mindset coach prosperity coach, trauma and spiritual psychology coach, Paris retreat host, speaker and a CEO and founder of Life Unleashed with Malvina, a coaching company for entrepreneurs ready to break through the ceiling of their success. Malvina, so awesome to have you here. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. It is an honor and being in your presence, there's always great energy, high vibration. I wouldn't miss it. Oh, thank you. It's such a joy. You know, Malvina and I have known each other and have been, we've known each other for years and we've been travel companions, gone to amazing, when we went to, what was it, Nurka's? retreat in LA. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And travel to New Orleans together. So we've had some wonderful adventures and I have always been inspired by your energy, Malvina. And now you have ignited this whole new chapter in your life. Tell us about what inspired you to get into this coaching and all of these beautiful offerings that you have. Well, uh, I decided to finally uh, get out of my spiritual and mindset closet (laughs) and uh, launch my business a couple years ago. You know, my journey with mindset really started 
back when I was a child. You see, I come from Poland, as you know, and I grew up in Poland during the times of communism. So uh, my childhood memories are pretty gray. Um, don't get me wrong. I had a lovely childhood. My parents are just incredible. However, the reality of those days was pretty grim. You know, the words like possibility, dreams, uh, inspiration really lived only in dictionaries. And uh, we didn't know the meaning of those words. And so I remember distinctively the time when this all changed for, for my country and so many people in Poland. And that was the time when one of the greatest motivational speakers came to Poland and shared the message of hope, of possibility, of heart-centered, peaceful action. And that man, he probably wouldn't call himself a motivational speaker, but you may know him as John Paul II, mm -hmm. um, the Polish Pope, as we call him. And this is certainly not a religious pitch. Uh, however, this man did so much for my country. And his message landed on the ears of so many Polish people that didn't see any hope in their circumstances, as we often can feel helpless and hopeless in our lives at times. And I remember that there was this one man, he was a simple shipyard worker, an electrician, didn't go to college, uh, barely finished high school. And he, that message of hope really landed on his ears and in his heart. And he decided to take inspired action he decided that he was enough, that he could be the change he wanted to see in the world. And he started peaceful gatherings of his shipyard workers. And that led to forming what we now know as solidarity movement that led to peace talks uh, for many, many months to come, and eventually to liberating Poland and bringing democracy to our country. And of course, we know uh, the history books tell us that so many other countries in communistic bloc followed that. And, you know, that great story didn't end there because this simple man became elected as a president of Poland and eventually received a Nobel Peace Prize. And his name was Lech Wałęsa. So that was my first uh, initiation to the power of mindset, how the power of thought can really transform people's lives, get them to see the action that can take. And really, uh, we're all, all capable of going beyond our circumstances and our conditions. So after spending many, many years in uh, business and seeing firsthand how your business will never outperform your mindset, I decided to serve my business community and my community at large with quantum mindset work and transformational work rather than business strategy to really uh, create freedom and breakthroughs that every one of us deserves. Such a beautiful story. I love that. It's so inspirational. It just reminds me that each one of us has that you know amazing capacity within us. And that at the moments, you know, we don't know when that moment may happen, when something does get ignited within us. And each one of us can make huge, huge change in the world. Just one person changed the course of history in your country. That's so beautiful. So I want to know more when I hear the term quantum connected to business, 
Tell me and tell the audience, what, what does that mean? Well, this is my favorite topic, Stephanie. I've been in business for most of my life and I've seen different uh, ways to go about running a business, starting a business and, and growing a business. As a co-founder of a national franchise brand, it was my duty uh, and my uh, privilege to uh, job to actually help entrepreneurs get their own American dream, which is the dream of business ownership. And in recent years, we've seen what's been happening Happening in the business landscape with a great resignation from corporate America that was just amplified by the pandemic, we can see the main problem with business right now, which is that you know it still follows this Newtonian philosophy of this mechanistic business model that is very um, profit-oriented at any cost. And, you know, me coming from the communistic country, I would know that communism is certainly not the, or socialism is not the answer. However, I know that there is another way to go about running your business. And that is this conscious business model, which is conscious capitalism. And it also is the quantum business model. Because, you know, what is quantum? Quantum is really going beyond the linear thinking the sequential thinking, the, the doing and the masculine energy of being stuck on a hamster wheel, not having life, not having any spark within you because you're just doing, doing, doing. And you know that the more successful you are, the more we climb that ladder, there's always going to be more. So a lot of my clients share with me that they feel like they're stuck on that hamster wheel. And so they come to me because they're looking for a different way, more holistic way to prosper in their business and to really create an impact they were born to make in the world and not get caught up in just the KPIs. And so the, the quantum business model is really a model that brings seemingly separate elements together, like wealth and well-being, like family and business, like Western science and Eastern philosophy. And that's what allows it to amplify results and create what we call quantum leaps, which um, allow the stakeholders to really uh, scale their results and their profits, while also amplifying the um, uh, fulfillment in that uh, kind of organization. Well, I love this idea too. And one of the things I love about quantum physics is it's we, we tap into the realm of all possibilities then. And I'm really hearing that with this. It's like moving from a business model, like you were saying, where it's very linear and things are very contained and maybe you have to follow a certain protocol to tap into like unlimited resources and connection and what a beautiful model that is helping people to really move into an extended version of their, themselves holistically. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about igniting the spark, if you can work for an organization that creates the space for people to be connected to their uh, soul essence and their natural gifts and superpowers and creates the space for those natural gifts to be cultivated, you know, that employee will, will just have profound impact on that organization and beyond. Um, and so it all starts with the leadership. And it's, it's more than just 
problem solving in the quantum. It's also allowing for creative mistakes to happen. It's also allowing for, you know, the leaders to be trauma-informed so they understand how to create this really nurturing space in that organization and really putting systems and processes that allow us for connectedness because it all goes back to the highest consciousness and the spirituality which we bring into the business. So it goes back to the oneness. We don't get a price for doing it alone. It is an old, outdated model. Everyone's getting it in a business world that the power is in uniting, it coming together. And so the smartest readers are the ones that will harvest the collective energy of the organization by really uh, cultivating the collaborative effort uh, in that organization and allowing for those creative mistakes to happen so the problem solving on a quantum level can take place and therefore the quantum leaps can follow. And what I like about that as well is that, you know, I've, I've heard from so many people that I've interviewed. I, I interviewed Kurt Richardson, who was the inventor of OtterBox, and his motto was fail forward, mm, you know, and, and how beautiful. important that is. I, I love how you're speaking about that. And one of the things that caught my ear that I think is important to, to define, or I want to go into a little bit deeper, is this thing of leaders having trauma knowledge. Can you define mm. that and speak about that a little bit more? I mean, being a psychotherapist and a trauma specialist, I remember when I heard that that was part of what you were doing, I was so lit mm -hmm. up because it's so unique that people are bringing that awareness and that knowledge to business. So yeah, tell us about the definition of that. Absolutely. Well, you know, when I first started this journey, I was really focusing on the mindset, on neuroscience, neuroplasticity, quantum physics. And I thought that that was going to be the holy grail. And then the more I developed myself in this end uh, with the passion to serve my clients, I realized that, you know, to create mindset shifts, we really have to go deeper. And that all starts with our childhood and sometimes even before then. Um, and most of us, actually, the studies show about 95% people experience some kind of trauma in their life. Um, not everyone experienced the big T trauma, some of us small T trauma, which I know you're an expert on and just profoundly grateful for your work, liberating so many souls from that heavy, um, heavy uh, burden there. And so if we know that about people, then, and everyone is employed or leads an organization or works along other people, then where is this trauma exhibiting? The triggers can happen and show up in the workplace, at school, anywhere. So truly, the, one of the most critical things for us as leaders is to be knowledgeable about that. So we don't uh, react to someone being triggered, but rather we can create an environment where, first of all, as leaders, we can respond appropriately. We can offer maybe uh, some direction or help of assistance and resources for that person. And then we really see people for their divinity, for their full potential, and not for that trauma trigger that uh, just showed up in a conversation at the meeting or, or in any type of interaction. And that's when we can actually 
harness the fullest potential of our staff and our teams and our collaborators. Because if we just look at people for... Um, look at them or de decide something about them based on certain reaction that might have been triggered by the past trauma that hasn't been healed, then we're missing out as a leader. And then we're missing out the opportunity for that person to, to go so get healing around it so they can unlock that next level of their abundance and prosperity by uh, healing that past trauma. So important. So beautiful. I love this. This excites me and resonates with me so much. You know, it, it's it's one of my things that I say to probably all my clients that I work with is nobody gets out of childhood unscathed. You know, nobody gets <laughs> out of life unscathed. So we all have this. No one gets to get a free ticket. So we, we all do have little T, as you said, and big T trauma. And I'm reminded of this. I've been listening to uh, Michael Singer's what what it living unleashed and mm. such an amazing book. And one of the things he talks about is that how all of us have what he calls, I believe it's the Buddhist term for triggers or, you know, past trauma that's stored is samskaras. So mm. no matter how much work we've done on ourselves, we continue to notice these samskaras, these unhealed parts of ourselves coming up. And how beautiful to have a boss or to have coworkers that, you know, I love it. The leadership really understanding that this is a human experience and a part of who we are. And as we help each other heal these or give someone resources to go get some further healing, what we're able to do then is have that person come back. Number one, be more healed, more vital, more, you know, absolutely alive. They are going to perform so much better and it grows the whole system. When people feel cared for and valued, we know their production value goes up as well. And so, yeah, this just touches my heart so much. And I think one of the things we also don't hear, Malvina, is this thing of spirituality coming through mm. in business. It's almost like it used to be like politics over here, church over here, science <laughs> over here. And now, you know, we know even like in psychology, we have psychology, spirituality, science that have really in the last 15 years been so blended together to really support each other's philosophies. Tell me about spirituality and how it plays a role in business. Mm. You know, this is one of my favorite topics. So thank you for this question. And I know that it surprises people when I mention spirituality and business in one sentence. <laughs> and so not to mention coach people on how to actually tap into their spiritual intelligence, because that's really what it is. You know, in business world, especially in our Western civilizations, we've been really, um, putting it all in one basket. Uh, and it's all about really developing our IQ. But IQ is only one type of intelligence. In, you know, last 30 years, the second type of intelligence, which is emotional intelligence, EQ, has been much more mainstream and, and leaders really develop themselves um, in that uh, realm. And as of late, more uh, light has been put on the third intelligence, which can very well be the most powerful one, which is SQ, spiritual intelligence. And so the leader that is a conscious leader is someone who really can 
see how all those three types of IQ can play a profound role in their leadership path. And, you know, truly spirituality gives us uh, the reason to be creating organizations, to be leading people, because it ties back to our purpose. And so um, I work with a lot of my clients who some of them have been, you know, very successful in business and yet they, they just feel a little lost. They lost that spark, that meaning, that purpose. And so we discover what is their true soul's purpose and how their skills, their talents, their superpowers, their life experiences, their educational path play a role in them being able to really use all that unique experience and uh, channel it into a life's mission that they can uh, use their certain business as a vehicle for. And so that is what wakes up so many entrepreneurs and leaders and gives them extra energy. And that's what also um, will guarantee that we tap into our vision-driven thinking Um, and in times of really uh, unpleasant circumstances like the pandemic for example or recessions we can rise above those circumstances because if we're just focusing on on smart goals and on strategies it's never going to happen but if we get that we're part of something bigger and there is a, a role we play in bringing and raising consciousness in the world in creating more joy, more love through our business, uh, because every business can do that in some capacity, even by giving its employees an opportunity for self-actualization. That is already uh, a mission accomplished. And once we raise this vibration of our communities, our organizations, our collective energy in the world, then we really are solving big problems of poverty, of crime, because it all starts with love. And you know, people who have more joy and more happiness because they're more fulfilled, they experience more prosperity and abundance in their business, in their work. Studies show they tend to share that love, share that joy, share that abundance. And that is uh, the most beautiful way that I see personally uh, to solve those big problems, raising the vibration and raising our consciousness collectively through business. Well, I can hardly, my cheeks feel like they hurt. I can hardly contain, <laughs> like, trying, I'm like smiling from the inside and just my, my joy in what you're saying. You know, I know that people, as they hear this message, Malvina, will will resonate so much. And it's such a hopeful message for those who aren't there yet to be able to open their hearts to hearing there is another way. There is a higher way where it really feels like it just extends to the well-being of all of us. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more with Malvina Messler on Igniting the Spark. Welcome back to Igniting the Spark. I'm here with Malvina Messler. We're just having such an amazing conversation. I am loving these topics of being in conscious leadership 
and this beautiful paradigm of business that I don't think, at least I haven't experienced in commonplace. So I'm curious, Malvina, what is it that inspired you? Who were your inspirations? Who were the people that you feel like mentored you or just ignited that spark within you? You know, surprisingly enough, I think it's my clients because mm. I I have this listening ear. And when I am, in, I, I always say that, you know, one of the reasons I love my job is, uh, uh, I will tell you a little story about this. You know, Michelangelo was once asked, you know, master of sculpt sculptures um he was once asked you know master how do you carve this beautiful delicate angel out of this heavy heavy stone and his response was well that's easy i just chip away everything that's not angelic Mm. and so i look the same at my work with my clients when they come to me you know i i see divinity perfection and full and pure potential in them and so a lot of times people come and think that they're going to be transformed into someone else that there will be some there's a term in coaching subconscious reprogramming so they don't know what to expect and then they're really surprised to to find out that what i do in my work is essentially helping them come back to themselves and I chip away, I help them chip away what's not, what doesn't belong, what's not theirs. And so a lot of times uh, in that journey, you know, I just find so many incredible stories of true authentic embodiment. And we think that we have to look out uh, outwards to those big gurus uh, that are gonna really be symbols of, of, of something we wanna aspire to. And I will tell you that my clients inspired me so greatly. And the moment they allow themselves, you know, unbecome what they're not and become all that they've always been, that is the bravest thing that one can do. And Every single time that journey propels them forward because they've always been destined to be the biggest change makers. And so I want to bring it back to every single person that's listening to this uh, podcast and tell them that, you know what, you don't have to look outwards. I had the advice seeker syndrome myself where I was looking outwards for validation, for inspiration. And then I really found out that you know, the first part of our life is to discover our gifts. And the the second part of our life is to give those gifts away in our most authentic way. So we got to really trust ourselves that we have everything we need to be the most we can be in the world. You know, it reminds me of a card that I had framed beside my bedside for like years and years and years that said, all the strength, all the beauty, all the wisdom you are seeking are already there inside of you. And how much that that is absolutely true and that you're helping people to discover that within themselves. It's already there. And so it's just uncovering, as you would say, you know, just helping chip away at what is not angelic and get to the true essence of who they really are. 100%. Beautiful. That takes me to another important topic of self-love. Because so many people don't allow themselves to even, um, don't put themselves first and they just are stuck on the hamster wheel. They can't uh, get out of the rat race. And it is really this moment when we actually give ourselves permission 
to put ourselves first and we look inwards, that's where the beautiful journey journey begins. You know, I, I strongly believe that your net worth is <laughs> very much uh, correlated with your self-love. I could not agree with you more. You and I have very dovetailed messages in this around <laughs> the importance of making yourself a priority in your own life and that that doesn't mean anything about being selfish. What that means is it's that old adage of putting on your own oxygen mask first. And as you take care of yourself and allow yourself to heal and do the things that you need to do to really find those gems within you, then that does become the gift you give to the world. Absolutely. And, you know, this, this topic sometimes is overlooked. I was there myself, you know, everything I teach uh, and I share comes from my own mistakes and from the pain I've experienced. So there was a time where I didn't put myself first and I thought I loved myself. I felt very confident. I was successful in business. And it was actually my mom, who happens to be a coach as well, who would always say, you know what, you gotta love yourself a little more. And I just thought it was so ridiculous she would say that to me until I actually experienced the next level of self-love and then yet another level and another level and I noticed that the more I love myself the more capacity I have to love others and to give because you can never pour from an empty cup and so the more you you really take care of yourself and you show others how you want to be loved that also extends your capacity for love that's why I decided to do my signature Paris retreat every year where we uh, celebrate, you know, a lot of women from U.S. Uh, come with me to really take a pause. They're all high achieving professionals and they take a pause and they actually look inwards, connect with their soul essence and celebrate that beautiful goddess that lives within every one of us. I loved seeing the pictures. I remember when those were coming out online <laughs> from your first Paris retreat. And oh my gosh, I mean, people were just glowing. The women were absolutely radiant. I'm curious too for you, Malvina, as you continue this journey of self-love, helping others to love themselves, how does that impact you? Mm. Well, I think that... Uh... I believe in in living in divine flow and following the divine spark. And therefore, I'm here on your show because that's what I do. And that brought me here to you. And so I know that once we practice that self-love, that has to come with also self-compassion. That has to come with loving all of the parts of ourselves, not just the successful and high achieving, but also those dark sides, the past mistakes and, and things we're not proud of. Uh, take ownership of it and really make amends and love that person unconditionally. So I know that as I practice that and I cultivate within myself that just gives me more strength and more um, courage to embark on big journeys in life. And so 
you know, this this year actually, this last year has been all about speaking and and really putting myself on a speaking circuit. So no coincidence that we're here today. And you know, uh, 2023 is all about uh, sharing my message. And I'm actually stepping out of my comfort zone, which I always tell my clients to do. And I'll be writing a book. And um, you know. The fact that I'm um, uh, not a native uh, citizen, uh, not, not native speaker, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm an American citizen. I'm super uh, happy about that. But I'm not a native speaker has always been a little bit of uh, on the back of my mind of, you know, my ability to express myself, whether it's through spoken word or written word. And as I challenge myself to get on a speaker circuit to really uh, master that, part you know the writing has been secondary and i declared that this is all in think of the past and this is what that self-love and self-compassion can make available to us so that's uh, what's coming next and and you know that actually brings me to something that i'm really passionate about you know as a woman in business i've been in situation in my journey in business where you know i thought i had to become someone else to have a seat at the table mm. but someone else is become like men right masculine energy whether in a way we dressed as women in in leadership positions or how we speak or how we solve problems and so i'm really on a mission to dispel that myth and to show women that they have a superpower you know in in coaching we often talk about divine feminine and divine masculine energy and uh, business has been dominated by divine masculine energy and Look where we are now, the organizations that are collapsing, that are not made, that haven't made it through the pandemic are usually the ones that really didn't embrace the divine feminine energy of connectedness, nurturing um, and, and, and holistic approach to things. And so we as women, this is our superpower and we should use it. Um, and the fact is that, you know, we talk about women inequality um, uh, in a workplace, and there is a fight that's ongoing, certainly. But what the way I see it is we as women have to make ourselves ready and available for when those opportunities come. And so many of women that I work with, and including I'm including myself in that mix because I was there too. We don't raise our hand where that uh, promotion may be available. We don't raise our hand when there's an opportunity for a leadership position. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to this. So really cultivating that self-love can also help us be ready for the shift that's already coming, that's already underway in terms of opportunities that are taking place uh, for women. Malvina, you are such a powerhouse and I love, I love where you're at. I love the motivation, the energy, the vibrancy coming through you. And in the years that I've known you, I mean, you have always been the most positive, just beautiful, you know, high frequency woman. And I'm, I'm curious for people that don't feel that way, for people that aren't yet on this journey of self-love. I mean, I can just see the manifestation of it in your lives and how you're affecting other people's mm -hmm. lives. And even this huge paradigm, bringing more of the divine feminine into leadership and to the workplace, which I think is so essential. How would you suggest someone who's not there yet? What would a first step look like? Great question. And, you know, uh, 
that goes not only to self-love, but any change in our lives. Change is often something that um, that can be difficult, and there's a reason for it. You know, the neuroscience teaches us that uh, our nervous systems has been designed to protect us, protect us from change. And so, whatever place we're at, whether we're in stuck in a relationship that doesn't serve us, in a job that is not fulfilling, uh, in a place that is not nurturing, and we deeply desire to make a shift. You know, I think that that moment when we decide is such a powerful moment because it takes guts to to decide. I, despite all, I'm going to make a a change. And so this moment, I want to honor anyone who's in that place right now. And I would just encourage uh, those listeners who, who might be in that spot. One of the things I urge to do is take inspired action, any action either during this episode of this podcast or within 24 hours, because if you're pumped, if if our conversation ignited your spark, I would say the neuroscience teaches us you got to take action, even the smallest, on the dream right away. And why? Because if you don't, what can happen, and this is just science, you can very well get stuck in a learning loop. You know, that's pitfall of of self-help. A lot of us think that, okay, I listened to one podcast, let me read that book and let me uh, watch this motivational speaker. And we think that we're taking action towards the change we want, but actually it's this illusion of action. And so we end up, um, you know, actually being demotivated. Uh, We start thinking things like labeling ourselves as lazy, as incapable of change. And then it can only um, create more of that vicious cycle. So snapping out of that with any action that is assertive and that sends a message to our brain that, wow, she's not just reading about it. He's not just thinking about it. They're actually, my boss, (laughs) as you, they're actually taking steps towards it. So I think they're serious about this change. And there's nothing more powerful than an inspired action that is in line with what your heart desires, because that just brings the whole plethora of the universal powers, of all the universal laws, of all the quantum physics, of the subconscious mind that is waiting for you to give that order. And when you give that order order and take that first step, you unleash the power of the universe of the universe to conspire to make that dream, that decision happen. So that would be my suggestion. And for those of you who uh, want to dive deeper into the neuroscience of change, I actually have a guide that's free to your listeners. It's called Get Unstuck and Redesign Your Life in Six Months. And I'm happy to share that to support you in taking that first step. Ah, that's so beautiful. Malvina, thank you so much. I feel like it really is taking that first step and it can be a micro step. I think people sometimes think, oh, inspired action, I've got to do something huge. And it's literally just deciding that you are going to do something and then starting to follow through even in small ways. You know, we we read about that in Atomic Habits. I was reminded today, listening to Joe Dispenza, it's like 90% of what we thought about today, we thought about yesterday. And so to make (laughs) these changes, you know, we're already so preconditioned, but we can do these little micro changes. One of the things I loved in Atomic Habits is he talked about 
a gentleman who, to begin with, he would just show up at the gym. He would get dressed in the morning mm. and show up. He didn't even work out for like the whole <laughs> week. It was just getting himself to go. And then that dispelled the fear he had about just showing up. And so then it was like, well, I'm here. I might as well do something. And before you know it, th this gentleman had lost the weight he wanted, was back in just really healthy condition. And of course, that affects heart, mind, body, soul. And so mm -hmm. just by making those little decisions, and as we set our intentions, as you're saying, the whole universe conspires with us. And it, it's always saying yes. It's always saying yes. And so what a great way to show it. Yes, this is what I want. I'm ready to make that change. Thank you so much for offering that free gift. That is so exciting. Melvina, how do people get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way is to go to my website. It's malvinamessler.com. You can also find me on Instagram. And um, you can also join my Conscious Entrepreneur Book Club, you know, talking about enacting change in your life. One of the big uh, important pieces of that is being in a community and a structure that can help you pattern interrupt and support you on this journey. So, um, you know, you mentioned so many great books that in inspire us to take this journey and master our mindset and our life. We're actually reading currently Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is such a, you know, granddaddy of motivational literature and, um, and it's really powerful read. And there's many more books. You know, we talked about uh, trauma. We talked about spirituality. So uh, we are committed to reading 12 books uh, in a year, one book a month. And if you want a fast track to becoming a conscious leader, then that community is for you. I want to be in that book club. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I, yes, I it's online book club. Amazing. <laughs> yes, I love that. So Melvina, as we're wrapping up, what would your personal essential message be to the audience? Oh, so many messages. But one most important thing is authentic alignment. Honor yourself because when you're honoring yourself and that feeling deep inside your soul and your heart, it's not just you. There is the whole backing of the universe of the cosmic energies and, and highest consciousness behind you. And so when you are taking any action or making any decision and that's connected to your authentic alignment, to your own truth, know that this is supported by the divine energy of the universe and that decision is the right decision. So trust yourself because by that you are actually tapping into this spiritual intelligence that is always with you and always supporting you on the journey of becoming your best self and living your most joyous and most fulfilling life. Mm, beautiful. Malvina, thank you so much for being here. What a joy to be with you. Thank you for sharing this most important messages. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. You're such a light. I love listening to your podcast and thank you for everything you do to raise collective consciousness. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get every episode. And we are really bringing you the best in psychology, spirituality, science, entrepreneurship, and more. And go to my website, 
www.stephaniejames.world. So you can find all of the offerings that I have. You can watch a trailer to my new film, When Sparks Ignite, which is still showing on the More You channel on Plex Network. And you can also, from there, order a copy of my new book, Becoming Fierce, which is available at all fine bookstores, and you can get it right there online and see what new retreats, which are being offered several times during the year. I would love to have you plug in to the Spark community. So thank you all for being here, and thank you all for listening. Here we are, igniting your best life. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.